Amen. Thank you, Pastor Anthony. Uh, for those, can you take those lights down just for a second, just a little bit, if you, if you can? I just want to see everybody. Thank you. Uh, if you were here yesterday, uh, y'all know what this means, right? I see you. I see you. I see you. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, I love you guys so much. We had an awesome time with Dr. Bosman. Uh, Dr. Bosman is the founder and the president of Spirit Wind International, and it's an international ministry that builds up the body of Christ, and he travels around the world uh, teaching and preaching, leadership conferences and in churches and, and training churches. He wrote the book. He's the author of the book, The Care Revolutions, actually three, three books in a little series there that all work together to help train uh, churches on how to uh, have pastoral care ministry in their churches, and that's what he's been training us on all this weekend. Um, he's an awesome man of God. He's also leading a, a network of six churches in Youngstown, Ohio right now. I don't know how he does all that he does. Uh, whenever I call him, he's somewhere. He's in Hawaii ministering, and I'm like, you sure you're not on the beach? He said, no, I'm not on the beach. <laughs> Uh, and he's, he's about to go to London. He travels the world just uh, preaching the gospel. And, and we are so blessed. We are blessed to have him here with us today. It, it is an honor that we have him here. So I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet and give a great big Grace Fellowship Church welcome to Dr. John Bosman. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. Bless God, bless God, bless God. Oh, thank you. You may be seated. I, I still kind of feel uh, almost embarrassed to be helped up on the platform. Not really that I'm that old, but I had... <laughs> Well, perhaps I am. I don't know. Uh, but after I've had back surgery, I still struggle uh, to uh, get up on stairs that a little bit high. But thank God I'm in very good health and I'm doing what God has called us to do. Amen. Amen. I am, I am so thoroughly thankful for the kind invitation of Pastor Joe and Pastor Deborah for inviting us to spend the weekend with them. Friday, Saturday, and here today. It's been an incredible weekend, and I've been blessed. I have been blessed. As a matter of fact, I'm still being blessed. I'm happy to see so many of you, see so many smiling faces, knowing and realizing that God is in control. Bless God. Some of you are still in Oklahoma, but that is fine. <laughs> I, I just want to tell you, a church, that I believe that you have one of the finest pastors, couples you can ever think of. Pastor Joe, Pastor Deborah, they are incredible leaders, incredible leaders, and there are great things waiting for you. Let me just take a moment and talk to you and say, say, Pastor Joe, you are about at a place to let go of some things, 
because God wants to take you to places where you've never been. There are some positive things that you're holding on to that the time is expired. You've got to get a hold of a different thing for going forward. There are some past hurts and even pain that you've got to let go of. There's some things that you're just going to have to let go of because God is getting ready to take you to a heights that you have never even imagined. God is getting ready to take this church to places where you have never even thought of. Somehow God has a momentary breakthrough for this church. I, I, I sense in my spirit that it's going to be something like a tremendous financial breakthrough or it's going to be a tremendous facility breakthrough. And, and, it's, and it's coming, and it's coming. Uh, let go of things that you probably may have held on to. Just let go. Just let go. There are probably even some convictions that you have held on to that you've got to let go in order to allow God to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. And Pastor Deborah, I see that you are a woman of vision. You see before other people see. You hear before other people hear. And you're going to be amazed. Ooh, I feel the presence of God even as I say that. You're going to begin to see things that you are going to be scared of yourself because it's going to be outside of your present experience or anything you've ever experienced in the past. Because God is going to take you behind the veil. And he's going to show you things that will amaze you. And every fear is going to disappear. Every uncertainty and every insecurity is going to evaporate like the mist before the rising sun. God is going to give you clarity, great clarity. And part of your role in this congregation is to see before others can see. Don't let that go astray. Because God is getting ready to give both of you a vision and a direction for going forward that is nothing like where you have been and nothing where this church has been. And even to the church at large, I, I want to say there are, there are some things that you're going to have to let go of. 
Don't hold on to that as your security. Your security is in Christ Jesus. Don't be afraid. Don't be anxious. But lift up your heads for your redemption is drawing nigh. I, I have to stop because once the prophetic comes on me, I may get off this platform and we're not going to be able to leave before noon. And we cannot do that, I understand that. So thank you once again for inviting us to be here. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you to everybody for your kindness and your great people to work with. Thank you for all those that have labored to put the conference together, to organize everything, to prepare it. Thank you. Thank you for those of you that registered and came. Thank you. God is going to bless you. I believe that's part of the blessing that God has for you in the future. I do believe I have a great message that I want to bring to you today, but just before we go there, I've also brought a, a short video. I'm not exactly sure how long it is, about three minutes, I think. I, I want to let you get a little glimpse uh, of our ministry. We're going, we're flying through London and to South Africa within two weeks. We will again have huge conferences, huge conferences. We'll literally get thousands of people doing our leadership conferences. And I just want you to see a little glimpse of that. Honestly, when I say a little glimpse, it is a little glimpse. I also want you to see that every time we do go into leadership development, we also do humanitarian outreach where we reach thousands of people. We feed them, we clothe them, we also preach the gospel of Jesus to them. At our last meeting like that, one, uh, 1,800 people made a first-time commitment to Christ. Just in that one little event. Uh, I just want, uh, want you to see that. Pastor Joe and Pastor Deborah have been so kind to, to allow us to receive a love offering. And I'm not going to receive it now. I'm going to leave that to, uh, to Pastor Joe or Pastor Deborah that, that will be receiving it on our behalf. I don't like receiving offerings for myself. But I will, I will cast the vision just about two or three uh, minutes so that you can pray and know when you do give what you are giving into. Because... Please remember this principle about giving. The seed never changes the soil. It doesn't matter how good your seed is. If the soil is poor, your harvest is going to be horrible. Therefore, before you sow the seed, first check the soil. If the soil is good, you can sow your good seed into good soil and you will have a plenteous harvest. So with that being said, that's all I want to say about it. I, I really don't take time in, in, in love offerings. My trust, my confidence is in God and His people. I don't have to beg. I don't have to plead. I just have to let you know what the vision is and trust you and trust God. So let's take just two or three minutes. Let's look at this video. Then I'm going to come back with the Word of God. Show me a leader 
that has failed and I will show you a leader that has lost focus. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's not what's behind you, it's what's ahead of you that you've got to concentrate on. You can't put your eyes on Jesus every single day and live broke, busted, and disgusted because wherever your attention is, that's where your attitude is going to follow. That means that simply because you have failed does not mean that you are a failure. In 1 Peter 3 verse 15 it says, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and His ears are open to their cry. Are you grateful that God sees and hears you? Well then give Him a praise this morning. Even more than your giving, we would so appreciate your prayers. Thank you, thank you, and God bless you. And now, Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you, Lord, for this wonderful time we have together. 
And I do believe we're not together this morning just because it's Sunday. We are here because you have an appointment with us. We ask for your glorious presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to flow through one and each and all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to turn with me, please, in the New Testament to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. This morning, we're going to take some time to talk about the breaking of the bread, so the basis of our teaching will be communion. This weekend, we've spent a lot of time, many hours in preparing our wonderful people here at Grace Fellowship Church to be able ministers to take care of one another. And it's when a church becomes healthy that it becomes an environment for other people to come. Because if a church is not healthy, we cannot bring more people into a healthy church I am not suggesting that you had ever been unhealthy, but I am suggesting that the more we love other people, the more God will bless us, because love is His motion and His, deter His determined purpose through love, not because God loves, but because God is love. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we can begin to read at verse number 23, it may be on the overhead. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, now obviously this is Paul speaking, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, The cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened, disciplined, cleansed by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brethren and my sisteren, when you come together to eat, Wait for 
one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment. And the rest I will set in order when I come. I want to speak to you for a few minutes in a very abbreviated form of a different perspective of serving communion, which I believe could very well be the purpose, the cardinal reason why we should get together to break the bread. Now, I, I do want you to understand that in these verses that we have read, we are not reading Paul instituting the communion, as some headings in the Bible say. The communion was instituted by Jesus Christ himself. Paul is only here referring to the institution of communion as placed in order by the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have to say ahead of time, Please pardon me if I'm not going to lay a very deep theological uh, foundation for our teaching this morning because we just do not have that luxury of time and we all understand that. We all understand that there are things that have to be done. We all understand we are fighting for the same parking lot for more service. And we understand that. But we, but we do not have to prolong it when the Holy Spirit reveals the truth. Now... I want you to understand with me, and I'm sure it's not news to you, that the Corinthian church, the church at Corinth, was a spirit-filled church. But I've got to tell you, it was a messed-up spirit-filled church. And that is why Paul is taking time to bring instructions to them of how to get back in order because they have seemingly taken everything out of order, out of concept, and is bringing it back in line. He even says, he says, I'm sorry, but I've got to tell you, I'm hearing that some of you are even trying to split the church. Word he's using over years, there's dissension among you. He says, and I believe that. Why does he believe that? Because those are the vibes that he has gotten. He says, the worship, the way that you come together to worship is out of order. The way you do communion, you have found exactly what it really means. Then he goes on in the next chapter in 1 Corinthians 12, and he also straightens them out about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So he's taking time chapter after chapter, not necessarily to teach new truths or bring new revelation, but set in order what has gotten out of order. So what I am going to teach to you about is not necessarily saying that we have been out of order, but my intention is to simply bring to you a perspective that we can add to what we're already doing when we honor the Lord Jesus Christ, when we do take the bread and take the cup and celebrate Him. Now, to lay the foundation, we realize that when we come together to break the bread and we take the cup, we do so to remember the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the ultimate, the prime reason why we have communion. When we break the bread, when we take the cup, we remember the Lord's death until He comes. 
So primarily, everything about that is about the Lord Jesus Christ. When we take the bread, we, we realize it was his body that was broken for us. We realize that when we take the cup, it was his blood that was shed for us. It is through his broken body that we are healed. It is through his shed blood that we are saved and delivered and born again. We realize that without that, none of us would have been here today. We may have been alive, but we would not have been born again. Without his death, you and I would not have been able to be born again. Without his resurrection, we would not have been able to be called a church. It's all because of Jesus. It's not because of you, and it's not because of me. It's all because of Jesus. And Jesus, when he came, he came with a mission. And what was his mission? His mission was, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So we can almost stop there for a little while and talk about what is the church. But we're not going to go there other than to simply tell you that a, the church is not a denomination. The church is not an organization. The church is not a building. The church is people. You and I are part of the church of the living God. And Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. So when Jesus came, he came with a mission to build his church. And I have to just simply say very quickly, that the church is not or was not an afterthought of God. It's not that God had one plan and then that plan failed and then he came up with a second plan that is captured in the New Testament called the church. No, my friend, you can go all the way back into the Old Testament and you will see it was all planned and structured towards the breakthrough in the New Testament of Jesus Christ coming, dying, suffering, and being resurrected to do what? to establish his church. And you and I are part of that church. So when we come together to eat, we come together to celebrate the fact that he gave his body. When we take the cup, we celebrate that he has shed his blood. But what was the result of the breaking of his body? What was the result of the shedding of his blood? All of that was meant to create another body. Jesus, please listen to me. Jesus died to give birth to another body. Therefore, when we talk about the body of Christ, we can talk about the physical body of Christ, the physical body that hung on the cross, that died, placed in a tomb, and rose again. However, 
Like my son says, he always says, however, comma. So I want to say, however, comma. All of that was done so that he could give birth to another body called what? The body of Christ. All of what he had done was to bring forth the body of Christ that is totally different from anything that has ever existed. So many things that are coming through my mind. But I, 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 want you to, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to look around in this building. I mean, actually, literally, look, look around, look, look around, look around. Turn around, turn around to the back, to the front, left and right, all over, over. All right, look back this way. <laughs> what have you just seen? You've seen the body of Christ. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you've not seen the total or the sum total of the body of Christ because we're only a small representation, not with an emphasis on the small, but in comparison to it, even if we were thousands and thousands, we would still be small. A small comparison to the total of the body of Christ worldwide because the body of Christ is made up of all nations, all tribes, every tongue, every person that has received the Lord Jesus Christ. So, what is it that I just said? We are all called the body of Christ only when we have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Where does it all go back to? It goes back to the fact that Jesus came, Jesus died, Jesus rose again, and He's at the right hand of His Father right now, and He will be coming again. That's what motivates us. That's why we're alive, and that's why His life is pulsating through the body because of his life. Now, that's about all I can tell you theologically about a very deep teaching, but this is what I want you to see with me, please. In verse 29 of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Now, if you had to read the verses before verse 23 where we started, you will see Paul saying to them, what in the world were you thinking? Well, he doesn't say it like that, but... That's basically what he was saying. What in the world are you thinking? You're coming to church and you are abusing the communion table. You're hungry and you come in into the church and, and you come, come, come eat the bread. That's unworldly. That's not what it was supposed And as a matter of fact, you also come in and you drink the wine. He says, you are doing that unworldly. You, don't, you have no clue what you're doing. You have no idea. You are drinking judgment to yourself. Why? Because you're not discerning the Lord's body. You have no clue of anything that the communion is all about. You'd better get this straightened out. And now he's saying to us,
For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, not discerning the Lord's body, and because you are not discerning the Lord's body, verse 30 says, and for this reason, many of you are weak and sick, and others of you have died. Because you have not discerned the Lord's body. Now again, pardon me for not laying a strong foundation there, other than to say the discerning of the Lord's body is number one, his physical body. Because of that, you and I have become part of the body. And I submit to you, because we are not faithfully discerning the Lord's body. Everybody look at me just for a moment. Everybody look this way. Because we are not discerning the Lord's body. Many of us have become weak. Others have become sick. And others have died. The premise of what we were teaching this whole weekend is people come to church with hurts and pain and they leave with hurts and pain because we do not discern the Lord's body. We have become a selfish people where it's all about me. Everything has to be about me. If they don't sing the songs that I like, then I'm unhappy. I want them to sing the songs that I like. If the service is too long, then I'm unhappy. If the lights are too bright, then I'm unhappy. Whatever goes on, then I'm unhappy. We do not understand. It's not about you. And it's not about me. It's all about Him. But we are not discerning the Lord's body. How in the world can we do that? I think the appropriate time to actually do that is to stop when we are remembering the Lord's body at communion to also remember the body that he died to bring forth. It's a matter of taking a moment. Uh, I just need to come off of here. I don't know if that's going to mess up the lights for recording either. Not Will it be okay? I'll, I'll stand up close here as close as I can. One of the days, I'll run up and down here just like Pastor Joe. <laughs> I'll go down there in just a moment, Joe. I want you to listen to me. There is a reason why, I believe in verse 34 of 1 Corinthians 11 that we have read, that Paul says to them, he says, and when you come together to eat, wait for one another. Why does he say wait for one another? It's because communion must be taken in community. That's what communion means. It's a meal in community. 
Now, it, doesn't mar it does not mean that, that we cannot take it personally, individually. As a matter of fact, for a long time in our lives, my wife and I uh, took communion every Friday. I think we need to get back to that again. All I'm trying to say, when we get together as a body of Christ, we're coming together, we're waiting for one another. Why must we wait for one another when we come together to eat so that we are then able to discern what is going on and asking, how can I pray with you? How can I reach out to you? How can I help you? Please know that you're not on your own. I'm here to help you pray. I'm here to support you. Don't fight on your own. Don't have battles on your own. We are the body of Christ. I said, we are the body of Christ. And as such, we want to make sure that the body of Christ is healthy. It's not just about me coming in and singing some great songs and then going home and living my life. It's not about that. It's about others. I live my life for others. He gave his life for others, and I live my life for others. So when we get together to eat, we wait for one another so that we can break bread together and take the cup together, remembering that we are who we are because of who he is and not of who we are in ourselves. We celebrate him. We celebrate his life. We celebrate his death. We celebrate his resurrection and we will do so until he comes. But in the meantime, I've got to make sure that I'm taking care of those around me. So this morning we're going to take communion a little differently. We have two tables over here. Uh, Jay's just uh, open up and, and bring me, I think there should be a loaf of bread. Uh, uh, those that are going to help us serve the table, you can come and, and, and start getting ready, please. I'm sorry, Jay's, I didn't prepare you for this. But as they're getting it ready, we, we're going to take it a little differently this morning. Thank you. We're not going to serve you little pieces of bread, little pieces of cracker. We're going to make sure that each of you get at least one, preferably three napkins in your hand. They're going to bring the bread to you. And I'm simply going to ask you to clasp the napkin over the bread and then break off a chunk of bread. But I want you to... Okay. I want you to break off a chunk of bread the size of your need. And just hold it in your hand. Don't breathe into it. Don't touch it with your bare hand. I sense the anointing even as I speak right now. Break it off according to your need. Oh, I can tell you testimonies of what happened in moments like these. 
lady one day sat there and went through the same. And when they, they passed out the bread, we're going to do it a little differently in just a moment. They, the usher said, ma'am, take off, break off a piece according to your need and pass it on. She broke, she took the bread and she put it in her lap. He left her a little few moments and then he tapped her on the shoulder and he said, ma'am, just break off according to your need and pass it on. With tears cascading down her cheeks, she looked up at him and she said, this is my need. We did not know. She was high in her 70s at that point in time. We did not know the three sons that they had that served God with all their might, served on, on church boards, have all fallen away from Christ, and neither they nor their spouses nor their children, any of them were serving God anymore. She said, I've got to break bread for my sons and my daughters and my grandchildren. And she broke off pieces of bread naming them one by one, breaking the bread. Three months later, one Sunday morning, she said, Pastor, Pastor, please may I say something? And now again with tears cascading down her cheeks, she said, last night I got a call from my last grandson saying to me, Grandma, I've come back to Jesus. She said, now all my children and all my grandchildren are following Jesus. She lifted up her hands, shaking. She said, Jesus, now I'm ready to go home. I don't know what your need is going to be this morning. may not be anything like that. I don't know what kind of healing you may need, what kind of restoration you may need. But I know I've got to land this plane. I'm going to ask you this morning to get up from your seat. Let's do this as quickly as we can. Come to the table. They will pass you the bread. Break off a chunk. If it's too small, try and break off another piece. Let's do that. Start coming from the left and the right all the way from the back. Everybody come and get a chunk of bread. And go back to your seats. Or as a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, do not go back to your seats. Break off a chunk of bread and fill the altar area. Don't go back to your seats. And, and fill the front over here, in front of me. Start, start right here, start right here, start right here. Also the cup. Yeah, also get the cup. As you get a chunk of bread, take the cup and... Put it down on the floor, put it down on the carpet, put it in your pocket, whatever. And as you stand with the bread in your hand, I want you to look at that bread. And I want, to, I want you to say, God, this piece of bread represents my need this morning. Stand up, stand up closer, stand up real close. That's right, stand up real close. Let's see if we can move as quickly as we can. 
break over a chunk of bread and then come down to the front, starting in the middle over here. Please, whatever you do, just keep that chunk of bread covered with a napkin. Just keep it covered with a napkin. I think it may be a good idea, Pastor, if we could get three or four people that could just take a break in and out and just start moving down the lines and let the people not have to wait until they get to the table. Just, just, just go ahead. Just take, take your bread in the in your hand, and just start going down the aisle. Let people break off. But the rest of you keep coming down. Keep coming down. Serve yourself. Everybody here, I want you to hear what Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 says. Pastor Deborah, that is so powerful. It says, bear one another's burdens. And when you do that, you are fulfilling the law of Christ. I think the most appropriate time we can ever think of is to share one another's burdens when we have communion and we break bread and we discern the Lord's body. So this is what we're going to do this morning. And I'm going to ask everybody, except those in the front, everybody take three steps forward, please so we can get everybody in. All right, you just have a few more people to come. I hope everybody's listening to what I'm saying. I want to save a few minutes if I can. I want you to look at that 
chunk of bread and say, God, I'm looking at this bread. Say this, God, I'm looking at this bread and it is representing my need this morning. Now take a moment and share with God what your need is. I know you don't want to say that out loud, but do vocalize it. Don't just think it, but say it. Whisper it. Use your tongue. Use your breath. But share your burden. God, healing for my body. Healing for my marriage. Restoration for my finances. My children, my grandchildren. My spiritual life. God, my lost dream, my bleak future. Say it, say it. Don't think it, say it. Whisper it, whisper it, but form words, say it. Now take your burden, take your chunk of bread and lift it up. Still, everybody keeping it wrapped. And I say everybody is. Literally, everybody is. Now give your burden to the Lord. God, I give my burden to you. I take my concern and I give it to you. God, a miracle is going to happen. Oh, Jesus. Now, here comes the faith step. I want you to go to somebody and take their chunk of bread in the napkin, keep it in the wrapped up, and they take yours, and now you are sharing each other's burdens. After you have shared the bread, lay hands on each other and begin to pray for one another. Turn around. Go to your left. Go to your right. Now again, this is not time for fellowship. It's time for ministry. It's time for ministry. Take time. Share with somebody. Walk around if there's not somebody close to you. Go find somebody. Can you volley my Harder spiel. I can the clunk the volume.
we are done praying with one person, feel free to find somebody else. If you're through praying with one person, turn around, find somebody else. I see all the weeping. I see the tears. Uh, ministry time. It's a ministry time. Find somebody. If you don't know them, even better. Today healing is coming. Restoration is coming. Deliverance is coming. Let your faith release. Reach out to somebody. Go find somebody. Pray with them. Lay a hand on their shoulder. Pray with them. Now take a few moments and start eating some of the bread. You can eat it all, or you can just eat as much as you want. But right now you're saying, burdens are lifted at Calvary. Burdens are lifted at Calvary because of Jesus, because of his life, broken body, he shed blood. So eat some of the bread. Eat all of it if you want to, but let it be by faith, by faith saying, my answer has come at the foot of the cross. My burdens are lifted at Calvary. Father, today we give you honor, we give you glory, we give you praise. Thank you for your shed blood. Thank you for your broken body. Thank you for all that you've done. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We celebrate you, Lord. We honor you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. You would take your cup have one. If you didn't, there's one over there on these tables. Just open up the juice part. We want to remember the, not just the body, but the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. You can just hold that cup. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your blood. Thank you for the cross. Lord, it's by your blood we are saved. It's by your blood we are healed. It's by your blood we've been set free. It's by your blood that we can come boldly to your throne of grace in times of need. By that new and living way, the blood of Jesus. We're grateful for your blood. We thank you for your blood. We take this, Lord, in remembrance of you. In Jesus' name.
find your way back to your seat. And that was a powerful, powerful moment. Powerful moment. I believe God's doing some things right now. Has done some things. Some burdens lifted, some needs met. I want to thank Dr. Bosman for being here and the ministry he's done over this whole weekend for us. It's just been so powerful. And as he mentioned earlier, we want to we want to give. And it's interesting what he said because the, well, I was planning on saying that this is good ground to sow into. And he, he, he mentioned that about the seed and the soil. And so uh, this is good ground to sow into. And I'm going to encourage you uh, to give. If you're using our app or our website or anything like that, you, you can use the drop-down menu and go down to special offering. Uh, Deb and I have already done ours. Uh, Special offering. Everything that comes in on special offering is going to go in, go to to Spirit Wind International, their ministry, to Dr. Bosman, to what they're doing around the world, especially in Africa. Uh, if you want to give cash or check, you can just put it in those receptacles by the door. There's envelopes, and if you just write special offering on that, or Dr. John, Dr. Bosman. Uh, but we really believe in what he's done. He's really imparted into us. He is. He is a. Uh, been a blessing to me for over the months as we've been preparing for this and he's been he's not made any demands he's not made any demands on us none he said i'm all about the kingdom i'm not in it for money and you guys take up a love offering and give it to me and, and i'm just going to trust god with it that's he said that to me from the beginning sitting at sitting at the cheesecake factory in frisco and we had that conversation and uh I was like, how much is this going to cost us? You know, and he was like, hey, I, I come, here's what I do, and I'm trusting the Lord. And so I, I'm trusting the Lord, too, to speak to you. God, so I just ask you, Lord, I ask you to share, to speak to each one of us. Lord, what is it that you would have us give to sow into this man and this ministry that's making such an impact in our church and in churches around the world? God, thank you for this ministry, God. We want to... We want to bless him because he has been such a blessing to us. So just show each one of us what you'd have us to, to do. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I'm going to ask our prayer team to be down front. We're going to sing one final song. but uh, And you can stay and sing along with it if you want to. But you, you can consider yourself uh, dismissed in a moment here. And because uh, we've got another service starting at 1115. Um, so if you would all just stand. If you need prayer, we've all just received prayer, but if you need to be born again, if you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you need healing, if you need a, have a physical need, or you want to pray for anything or, or somebody else, whatever it is you want, we want to pray with you and see the hand of God move in your life. Thank you so much for being here. I love y'all with all my heart. Have a great week.